Welcome to the Reimagining Worship Podcast. Reimagining worship is for those who dream of a new creative expression. I, alongside various friends and colleagues, will examine where worship music is now and have practical dialogue about where it can go. Before we start, I want to invite you to head over to Facebook and join our Reimagining Worship group where a community of people are having regular dialogue on how to develop a unified sound in a polarized culture. Thanks for tuning in. This is a community that is designed intentionally for us to reimagine, for us to reimagine, to rethink uh, how to develop a unique or uh, uh, our sound, um, a unified sound in such a polarized time and polarized culture. Uh, one of the things I even mentioned uh, on the intro video was like, you know, music in every other space unifies. And for some reason, um, I have a burden because I feel like it's is divisive when it comes to worship music, when it comes to Sunday morning uh, and stuff like that. So um, part of what this is, is for that. Like we just wanted to spend some time um, to discuss in a few topics. Um, and part of this kind of primer is just to, uh, I'm gonna be able to bring people in and Melissa can bring people in um, that can speak to that. But we are, uh, my name is Trevor, this is Melissa. We are TMC Worship um, and uh, it was kind of on this, on that premise that we wanted to kind of kick this off. Um, but today, today, we're gonna to talk about a unique thing. Melissa, you wanna tell a little bit about uh, yourself, who you are, what you've done, and kind of what you're doing, even with Epiphany? Okay, sure. Well, like you said, my name is Melissa. Um, I have been leading worship for, I don't know, I guess I'll say about 18 years at this point. Um, I am a vocal coach and a piano teacher. Um, and I have a lot of experience with just teaching, whether that is group therapy and mental health, teaching children with autism, or teaching children music, which I've done for the past decade or so for now. Um, I lead worship at Epiphany Church as well. Word, word. Does a great job at it. Um, <clears throat> uh, this is my wife, y'all, by the way, if you weren't aware. Um, but we've been leading worship together for about 12 years, give or take. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, it's been uh, some a lot of uh, uphill and downhill journeys. You know, it's been fun. Uh, but one of the things um, when we uh, were a part of the, uh, the, the planting team for Epiphany Camden um, is really kind of building a worship team from scratch. And that's one of the things that's kind of going to be the main topic for uh, for this discussion. But one of the things that we run into is, and this is what we're talking about today, willing people versus willing and able. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to listen, 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 this is a group that we want to edify, be encouraged, but we also don't want to act like certain things don't exist. So one of the things that we know, especially with church plants or young churches or newer churches um, or smaller churches that, yo, like we can talk about all this grandiose vision of like 13 guitar players, 10 drummers, four keyboard players on it in, in our, in our situation, that, that doesn't seem to be the case in a lot of smaller churches and church plants. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Right, right. So what I'm picturing is a Venn diagram, right? You have the circle with the willing and you have the circle with the able. And I think the sweet spot is when you get the willing and the able meshed together. Um, you want to start with willing or able? Well, well, what's, what's, what's the difference? Okay. What's the difference between willing and able? 
So willing, you have the volunteer who just loves the Lord and is like, where do you need me, Pastor? I'll jump in and I'm just gonna go. I can't sing, but hey, I can make a joyful noise. Red flag, red flag, red flag, okay? Not, not, not red flag. I mean, I, when they talk about joyful noise, <laughs> biblical, but, whew, you know. Um, so that's the willing, right? The servant's heart. And then the able is the skillful singer, worship leader. Um, the issue is sometimes with the able, if I can just jump mm. over there real quick, is sometimes you become so able that serving in the local church is not uh, common anymore. Yeah, and so, you grow beyond that. Yeah, because all singers, that. you listen to every gospel artist or, or R and B singer or rapper or whatever, they all say the started, same thing. They yeah, we started growing, growing when I was in the church, when I was growing, into, and it gets to a point when that ability, when that ability seems to be beyond service of the church. But go ahead. Right, you know, doors open and they have bigger platforms. And so the sweet spot for us is, or a church plant is willing and able. Um, and I do think that there is a possibility to take someone who is willing um, with some potential and bring them into the willing and able category. Yeah, I do think that's the sweet spot. I do think that there is a, because oftentimes we can have people that, uh, that have a desire, uh, that want to be a part of it, uh, but there's also... There's, there's room for growth. There's like growth potential there. One thing that we say is um, if they can do it with 60%, 60% of how you can do it, but with capacity to be able to grow, then to kind of start to offload some of that stuff. So there is a, there is a, there is a, there is a place like, oh, you can, you can hold a note, you can hear a note, but you can't automatically hear the harmony. Oh, they, that's a willing, and I mean, that's a, you have some ability there that you can hold the note and that you can kind of see growth. What are some some growth potential good flags green flags that you uh that you see like when you when you when you hear someone sing so we're talking for today we're really kind of specifically talking about singing singers and vocalists but um uh what are some good flags that you see like oh she has some or he has some great potential to be able to speak to that okay um some green flags they can sing on key you know they can keep the melody keep the key uh, that's very important. If they can't do that, hospitality, you know, like facilities, <laughs> that type of ministry. So they do need to and be able to do And that. that's not, that's not downplaying the ministries. No, no. Those are very key instrumental ministries. I'm just saying shift. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. I'm just saying. No, yes. I mean. Yes. Okay. So that's a green flag. Another green flag is um, teachable. Um, what's that description you use? Fat? It's like faithful, available, available and teachable. Um, so they have to have some humility, you know, to say like, look, I'm not Whitney Houston, but I'm willing to say that I can practice and work on a few things to get where I need to be. Yeah. And shout out to my brother, Pastor Derek Parks, Pivney Wilmington. His thing is hat. He does hat. He does humble, available and teachable. So mm. to that point. Yeah. Yes. Humility. That's super important. Uh, let's see, one more green flag. Uh, some form of leadership. You can't have like severe, you know, public speaking fears or things like that where you're so nervous that you're skillful, but you can't do it in front of people, uh, which is kind of interesting in this COVID scene because we've been doing things not in person. So we can sing behind the camera, we can do all that, but when it's live, it's, it becomes a little more tricky. Uh, so another green flag is you can do something in person, you have a, a little bit of a leadership capacity. I think that's really all you need. 
to be able to go into that that middle category of willing and able. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Um, uh, so, uh, audition or no audition? Back in the day, we didn't have no auditions. We had so many willing people. This is an interesting point. We had so many willing people that it was almost like on the job training. And the church that I came up in, everybody could sing and everybody could harmonize. And I think it's because of the exposure and the on the job training. Because now I'm like, what? Y'all know how to do that? Y'all put, you know, I think we need to audition now because most churches don't just say, um, can my, my son play? Let me just let my son play and he'll figure it out over the years, he'll get better. We're just not, what do you think? I just. Yeah, so uh, I don't like the word audition. I, I would lean closer to uh, assessment. I like an assessment um, to assess if this can be a good fit for um, for someone. Because there's a here's a fine line. This is a very difficult fine line. If if someone didn't allow me to mess up on the piano as a child, I wouldn't be where I am today. Same. I learned how to sing solos and all that on the choir. Made so many mistakes. I played the piano sound a hot mess. Period. And so there is growth and time for growth there. Um, and I don't want to, I don't think that we should rob, uh, especially young people, of that opportunity to be able to still be green, um, still not be very good, but can step into that space to be able to learn and to be able to grow. Now, on the other hand, the other hand says, um, I don't want to put it in the cons list, but does that exposure become a distraction for worship? Um, and I'm saying it can be, more so what I'm saying. That exposure can be, especially on a weekly basis. So I think there's a, all this is, there's balance there to like, yo, find a space where um, maybe they come to every single rehearsal. Like, yo, y'all can, they can play in rehearsal, no problem. They might not be playing on Sundays, but like they're getting that exposure to be able to play, you know what I mean? Or uh, maybe y'all do a worship night and they play one of the songs or sing one of the songs. Um, um, uh, different things like that, but I do want to say that um, there is a piece there. I do like the assessment period to say, like, hey, listen, is this something that you? Because, uh, because the other the other thing that could happen is, is we say, all right, cool, they can be a part of this, whatever this is, um, and they'll stink it up for three months and then say, oh, I don't want to do this no more. Ah, uh, so that's why we find out during the assessment process when we are when they're at rehearsals and they're seeing if they can fit it's not just a hard no up front like i don't like that i don't like that i don't like just a hard no like yo that's absolutely not unless it's overly obvious that this isn't for them um <laughs> oh we, are we disagreeing here no i just had a flashback okay cool um but i think that during that time of being at rehearsals um um kind of doing some of the work for the worship team Stuff like that is helpful. So, yep. What are some ways to be able to help um, those people that have the willingness and a little bit of ability to be able to push them towards closer towards the willing and able side? Um, I think it's just like any other skill. Take it out of. Yes, this is a spiritual service. This is um, something we do for the Lord. But think about it as any other skill set. You can grow. Going with a growth mindset to say, if I put the work in, I will make progress. That's how you do it. Um, I like that. I like that. You have some like extremely 
Like, what are some things that you've done for even? I mean, even even for us, like, because um, um, I'll, I'll I will say off bat, like, um, one, and this is from a leadership standpoint, don't undervalue or underestimate the um, the community and the natural. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're vibing together and you the chemistry, chemistry, community develops chemistry. Community develops chemistry. Community develops chemistry. You cannot, you cannot underestimate chemistry. One of the reasons why Melissa and I vibe and work so well together is because the natural chemistry that that comes along with um, us being together for all these years. You know what I mean? Like there's looks that we can give each other, and I can read her mind based on a a, a squint or a. Uh, something like whatever so don't under undervalue and underestimate um, the value of of chemistry and that's developed in community in regular relationship and especially as a leader you're hanging out you're buying food you, you and outside of music I'm not not even jamming like just regular jam sessions is part of it because what happens is oftentimes what happens is everything is built just to get through another Sunday that's that's the exhaustion that's the burnout. That's when we move. That's and that's part of what this group is even for. For this us reimagining this worship piece. You know, this is this ain't just about getting through a Sunday. We're talking about we're talking about full sale worship to God through song. It has to be bigger than just getting through four and a half, five songs on a Sunday. So, um, but I've seen teams burn out when it's just Sunday centric. Like it's yo, that's the only thing we got to get. What four songs of this week? What team is playing this week? What for song? Man, nah, nah. That ain't fun. That ain't fun. But what are some other, uh, other ways? So mine was the community and chemistry, but. Yeah, um, so you where do we build that community? One of the most important places is rehearsal. Um, I'd like to recommend a non before Sunday. So like, you know how you're on Sunday morning trying to rehearse? I think it's, it's um, high stress. I think that it's not enough time to really grow the singers. So um, if you're going to, into this with a growth mindset, say you have a rehearsal, I say Saturday morning. Part of that time is actually just developing your voice and developing, the word you use was chemistry, but blending with your team. You know, that unified sound. And what you can do are some simple vocal exercises and singing really simple songs just uh, to get comfortable with singing with one another. That's one thing. Um, another thing would be, like you said, that fellowship and community because singing is vulnerable. It's not just an instrument, so you know if it sounds a little weird, you can say uh, it was the piano. But this is like your personal voice coming from your body. Um, I think there's this level of being vulnerable with one another, and it kind of makes you more confident because you're dependent on one another for the notes. You know that everyone's been prepared and invested into this time that you're about to put in. I noticed um, for our worship team, pre-COVID especially, we used to have women's fellowship and then rehearsal. Mm -hmm. We spent a lot of time with one another and we had a lot of laughs. We were very honest. So when we made mistakes, we could laugh at and with each other. And we were uh, not afraid to make mistakes and really just try these things. Um, but where you grow is from that repetition, again, that community and how you're doing it. Um, it's helpful to have someone who can sing to kind of lead and set the pace. And you'll find that you grow, you get better. And you're singing one Sunday like, wow, did we just 
kill it. Like, it's not gonna happen the first Sunday. Um, I can tell you some warm-ups that we do that just get us going. Yeah, so, and yes, and but right before that, there's something that you said I wanna emphasize. There does need to be someone that has the ability to be able to lead the charge vocal, period. Now, maybe you're the worship leader, um, and you're watching like, look, singing really isn't, isn't, isn't my strong suit. The benefit is, you know, you can get vocal tra vocal coaching and vocal training. Like I've seen, um, like a, <laughs> one of the guys I used to disciple back when I was in Jersey, um, he couldn't sing, but he wanted to sing. And he spent four years, um, even went to college for it. He spent, he spent four years uh, of vocal training and vocal coaching and to now, the Joker can sing like for yeah. real, for real, like yeah. like like impressively can sing. So don't under, don't underestimate like if you, especially if you have a tone and you can hear notes and yeah. like you have a concept there, like you can you can learn you can yeah. learn how to sing. There's this myth that like you're just born with it and you just are an automatic just professional. People even born with potential put a lot of time and focus into growing as a singer. Um, the people who practice, they record themselves, they listen to themselves, and they're constantly seeing if they've done it better the next time. Um, those are the people who actually grow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, before we before we close this out, we're gonna give um, uh, this probably chopped up in parts. So you, this might be one of the last parts you see. Um, but uh, we don't want this uh, for this for this uh, for this group just to be kind of talking heads because I think a lot of us we're going to talk from a space that we agree with like we agree with a lot of stuff that you know, that we said but what are some just we're going to want to give some application some practical things that you can do to um to f grow vocally yourself and different like even warm-ups you can warm up your team with and stuff like that so yeah so just practical before we do the exercise, um, record your worship sets so you can hear it. You know, we'll be like, man, the spirit was high, but the notes were flat. You want to make sure that the emotion is matching the sound. So I know sometimes I'm like, wow, this was great. And then I listen back like, oh, all right. So record yourself. And I'm telling you, just the practice of recording yourself makes you better. The second thing, um, let's see, record yourself. The second thing, practice your songs. Literally come prepared. Don't just as the spirit leads. Like I said, it's a spiritual and it's a very practical thing. You don't just practice don't practice brain surgery. You know, you go in prepared with study, right? All right, relax. And and the the overflow comes from there already being a foundation. A foundation. You know what I mean? Like, so like you're flowing from your practice. You're flowing from your study, from what like that's that's where you lead from when you're flowing. Like the Holy Spirit brings back to remembrance like a verse that you read this week or a song unrelated that you listened to or an encouragement um, that, that you were given or you gave to somebody else. Like that's when that comes from an overflow or an abundance of, not from we just gonna wing this, we just gonna roll. But yes, amen. Yeah. And then the, uh, what's the, what's the name? Let's go ahead. Let's go. Uh, I don't know, give me a C. Um, so, hallelujah is a really good word to say because we're stretching our jaw. Hallelujah. We get all the vowels that we need to do. So, what you'll do with a warm up is you sing it once, and if you got it right, you take it up a half step. So, uh, keep telling me, I gotta look here, look at the people. 
All right, so here's one. It just says hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more. So you keep going um, just to get warmed up right but then since we're in the spirit of hallelujah that we can go into hallelujah 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 and the purpose is to warm our voice up hallelujah also blend hallelujah with your team hallelujah and then hallelujah and if you guys are ready take it up and the goal is take it as high as the highest song you're going to sing that sunday goes to make sure you're not going into that just it's just like any other muscle it needs hydration, so you need to start drinking water, not Sunday tea, you know, right before you sing. No, the night before, because all your major organs are going to get hydrated first, then your vocal cords and all those muscles that support. So you're drinking water, you're warming up, just like if you're about to do any other sport, you're getting ready so that when it's time to sing, you're giving your best. That's just some practical stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, hey, you even I, I learned that if you're thirsty, you dehydrated 30 minutes ago. Yeah, so, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> um, but listen, thank you. Listen, share uh, share this with a friend. Invite a friend to the group, a worship leader or a, a pastor or a leader, a writer, vocalist. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of things um, over the next few weeks, next few months. Share, like, comment, subscribe, love, put a thumbs up. Give tell, us hugs. Give hugs. <laughs> and uh, we got some more stuff coming. Peace.